From the shores of the Colorado River on the beautiful Parker Strip, you're listening to the Parker Livecast. I have two uh, gentlemen from the La Paz County Sheriff's Department in the studio with me. Sheriff Risen, how are you doing? I'm doing good today, John. How about you? I'm doing good as well. And Captain Bagby is here. Hola. Hola, sir. Uh, what language is that, by the way? I don't even know. I don't know either. So, how are you guys? What's going on, and, and to what do I uh, owe this great pleasure? Really, we've been so busy today rolling on calls with Parker and Crit. It's yeah, you guys were talking about yeah, talking about being out a, a lot. And, you know, as I understand it from this morning's meeting, now, earlier on this afternoon, I was just talking about uh, an article that I just posted at Parker Live about what you said this morning, Sheriff, at the board, talking about sort of the funding at the sheriff's office and, and being at bare minimum in terms of staff or coverage. Yes. And I was uh, reporting on that because I was at the meeting this morning and I thought that's the most important thing I think that people need to know right now is that you described times when there was very, very, very little coverage in a 4,500-square-mile 4, county. And I think that would worry people or that people would be interested in that. And, you know, it turns out they are. But uh, so today you're talking about, like, you guys are actually, you know, administration at the sheriff's office, but you're out actually doing calls and things like that, too. So how bad is it? I mean, it sounds like you have you're thin on the ground. The bad guys and bad gals out there don't uh, slow it down for us when we're low, when we're shorthanded. Yeah. They're not considerate like that. Right, yeah. They just, you know, things seem to get affected. It's like Murphy's Law would have it. It just seems like it just keeps getting, getting busier and busier. Right, and it's coming into summer, and you, you mentioned right. Memorial Day this morning, and all that is coming up. That's right. But, tell, I mean, tell me, what's the, what's the situation? So you've lost some people, too? Yes, we have lost a few of our deputies. We have deputies that are testing to go to other agencies because they have families, and they don't know if they're going to have a job in La Paz County. And so, are they going to have a job in La Paz County? Well, not now because they're quitting. They're so scared that they're going to be riffed. Right, but if they didn't quit, would is there enough money to keep them, or are you guys still trying that, to work that's on what that? The sheriff's battling right now as we're yeah. working on that on a daily basis. Yeah. Yes, constantly I'm working on it. I don't want to lose anybody. We're already we have lost some people. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't get riffed, if they resign, we're still out those positions. We're still fewer deputies. We don't have enough people to really cover the county. Uh, District 3, which is out in Salome, uh, many times their backup is an hour away. Yeah. And sometimes we can get DPS there. Sometimes we can't. So you send a deputy on a shots fired call and he's the only one going. That's a real scare factor. I don't care if you've got a machine gun with you. Yeah. You're rolling on an unknown with nobody there to help you. Right, right. And you told a story this morning about um, a a rape case where, where some resources had to go to Lake Havasu City and it left very thin on the ground here and actually you had to end up coming in Bagby yourself and putting on a uniform and getting in the in the unit and doing, doing I responded to disturbances went to the county park it yeah was, it was fun yeah so I mean but it, it does tell you a lot about kind of where things are at doesn't it financially yes it does uh, a couple of weeks ago we had a stabbing upriver mm-hmm. um, I responded from home it was about nine o'clock at night but they needed units Wow. And you you just don't say no. I mean, the people deserve to be protected, and we'll do everything in our power to protect them. And if that means getting into your uniform, jumping in your unit, and driving on the call, you do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and then this morning you talked about, and I think I mentioned the number in the article, 
you had 1,200, almost 1,300 calls in the last 30 days to deal with. That's right. And we had over 93,000 calls last year. 93,000 through dispatch. Right. Wow. Now, we get all the calls in the county, 911. Mm -hmm. We do not dispatch crit. We do not dispatch crit fire, but we dispatch everyone else. Now, if one of y'all here in this room start intimidating me right now and I call 911, it goes through La Paz County Dispatch, which is essentially staffed by the sheriff's office? Correct. Uh, okay. So, so you wouldn't get anywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, they would just say, oh, John, right. Yeah. So, but the but you're saying that, that, that those 1,300 calls, you know, they all come through dispatch... Uh, no, those are sheriff calls that the, the, the sheriff's office responded to or assisted with or, or whatever. We have the 911 center. So yeah, yeah. But, so you have the 911 center. These it's, 1,295 calls were sheriff calls. We did not put in courtside calls, Parker calls, right. and all the other calls. This was just our call for services yeah. from the sheriff's department. Gotcha. Okay. But you're saying that 90, did you say 93,000? 93,000 overall calls into dispatch per year. Wow. So what and he's so, saying is that does not include, actually doesn't call... Uh, AMR medical mm -hmm. because they have their own dispatch and it doesn't include um, crit. Okay, on those ninety three. Yeah, but I mean that's a lot of calls and so and dispatch is thin on the ground too, right? As I understand it, I what was the lady that got up this morning and talked about that? Nora Yackley. Uh huh. She was talking about the dispatch center. Um, without exaggerating, it's about the size of your studio when you. This is a small studio, and uh, we have four positions within there that we can staff. Very seldom do we staff it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, generally, we have two. So if one has to get up and go to the bathroom or something, that means we have one dispatcher on duty while so that when, person's uh, gone. Yeah, when ni you call 911 and you don't want it to ring and ring and ring. Yeah. Wow. And and as she was talking about sometimes being down to where, you know, the, it, it's so thin on the ground that there's an, it's in danger of being just one person at a time, you know? It can happen depending on circumstances. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, what's the what's the uh, update? What what else do you need to well, say? Well, I mean, this is it. Just sounds to me like this is a a funding thing and a financial thing. And how do you deal with it? How do you address it? I don't so know. So, one of the ways the sheriff is dealing with it is that we've approved using our, our RICO funds, which mm -hmm. is the non-taxpaying. You know, I understand that it it comes basically RICO money comes from when we seize money from drug dealers and all that stuff. So yeah. that is supposed to go to the enhancement of our job and, you know, do, uh, assist us in, in whatever we need to do our job more efficiently. Mm -hmm. But one of the things we're supposed to do is leave things like dispatching and stuff to the general fund. I mean, not supposed to, but that's just what we do. It's supposed to come out of the 911 fund. What the sheriff did is we used, our, we used part of our RICO to purchase these this new program for Spillman so we can do so that officers can do a lot of dispatchers job right there on their computer and 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 make it more efficient make it more efficient to where things are paperless so they're adding them cuz like right now if you're the dispatcher I would tell you I'm 97 on scene which means I'm I'm on scene helping with whatever well now our we we made a more efficient spillment system that costs quite a bit of money but for the officers a lot of the stuff is done now on their computer yeah. as they're arriving and part of that is to alleviate some of the stress of dispatch and the fact that sometimes there's only two guys and gals, you know, guys or gals in there at the time. Mm -hmm. So there are some things we've tried to make ourselves more efficient. Yeah, that makes sense. But is it a limited amount that you can do for there uh, is on a that very stuff? limited amount, but you know, every little bit helps. Yeah. One of the things we've done is 
they have a saying, we've always done it that way. We don't accept we've always done it that way. Yeah. We are now looking at new and better ways of doing things. Yeah, I'm glad new to and, hear that. New and better ways of dispatching, new and better ways of doing our jobs in the field, new and better ways to get the job done quicker, more efficiently. When you were elected last year, you knew that there was some financial strain and that sort of thing. Did you know the extent or did you imagine the extent of it or did you know how it would maybe potentially affect the sheriff's office or no? Towards the end of the election, I was telling people, I hope I can get there before it's too late. I don't know if I can. Well, apparently I didn't get there before it was too late. It's too late. Mm-hmm. So now we're trying to play catch up and uh, put bring some it jigsaw back up. pieces together. Yeah, and yep. be inventive. Mm-hmm. And when you got up to the board this morning and told them all that, what was your motivation for doing that? Why, what, why did you want them to know? People many times don't want to know what a policing agency does. Uh, we take care of what nobody wants to know about and keep it out of sight and out of mind. Therefore, the people don't really know what's happening in the county. Yeah, they read the arrest report. That's a very small portion of what's happening. Mm -hmm. I wanted to tell the Board of Supervisors, especially the Board of Supervisors, what's actually happening in the county, what the workload actually is. And I want the people to know that, yeah, we have crime. This is a relatively safe county. Go to Los Angeles, go to Phoenix, and find out what crime is really like. That's right, yeah. But we do have problems here, too. And being this small, we shouldn't have a crime problem. We are a family in La Paz County. And as a family, we need to work together. And that means picking up the telephone and calling up and saying, hey, I see somebody doing what they shouldn't be doing. Or John Wright calling up one of your son's friend's parents and saying, you know, your kid was out doing this. I think you ought to know. Right. Being proactive. Taking responsibility. And that's what we have. But we're, we're also a resort community here in the Parker area, especially, um, and in some other areas in the county, but especially here in Parker, we got the Parker Strip and all of that. And that that brings a lot of visitors that is now on us local taxpayers to 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 pay to, to, to cover what they're doing or not doing or the trouble they're getting into or not. That's one into. of the big battles in the county right now is the fact that we uh, our tax base is 22,000. And we serve an average of what they say is about 90000 a year. Yeah. We are really, really far out of balance in our tax base. Right. And uh, what we have to serve and what we're provided as the tools to serve do not equate. They're way on, out of a, on a normal level. And so now you come to a financial crisis level. On top of everything else. On top else, of everything right. else. Yeah. Do you remember when the hospital had financial difficulties? I do remember talking and they about that. put out a special property tax. And one of my objections to that was... Okay, La Paz County is paying a special property tax to utilize the hospital. Mm-hmm. Big River uses the hospital. Where is their contribution to this? Gotcha. And so I said they need to have some type of fee for people that come from the outside to help pay for the infrastructure of La Paz County. So I think that's what we need to start considering. Is yeah. We have our weekenders now. We have our snowbirds the other time of the year. Uh, I don't know about you, but try and get a doctor's appointment during the winter with your doctor. I don't try to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess the the Board of Supervisors' hands are tied to a certain extent in the sense that they have a certain pot of money that has to go where it has to go. Do you guys have any 
specific i mean when you, i'm sure you guys talk with them sometimes i don't know how often you talk to them or how often you need to talk to them but i'm sure that those conversations are certainly whenever i talk to to the supervisors when i have you know when i bring this sort of stuff up to them they'll always tell me well you know you can't get blood out of a stone and and that sort of thing right uh do you have any further thoughts about that i mean i know that you are considering yourselves like underfunded understaffed and all of that but what's the answer you have to prioritize what's important to you mm-hmm. what is the most important thing for you to take care of first the sheriff's department they want me to take out thirty thousand one hundred dollars per month or three hundred and sixty thousand dollars per year that's what they want you to cut that's every what month. they want me to cut thirty thousand a month right but where am I going to get $30,000 a month when probably 85 to 90% of my budget are payroll and benefits? Hmm. The other big chunk is gasoline and keeping the cars running. So if I have to cut that much, common sense tells you where it's going to have to come from. Mm-hmm. And that comes from personnel costs. But when you cut personnel, you're unable to do the job. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a tough situation. It's always easy to say, yeah, cut the cop. He's not doing anything. I saw him over at the hamburger stand. But how about if you're the citizen that calls in that your house is being burglarized and you ask for a police officer and they say, I'm sorry, we don't have one working that district today. It's going to be about an hour and a half, two hour response time to your house. Mm. Is that that's, what would happen? That's very well what could happen, yes. I mean, in, in the sense of like, response times being longer that was that's the first thing people would notice so on a silly side of this just because it's not huge this weekend when i was covering i was up at moonridge covering just a disturbance or you know a dispute mm-hmm. nothing bad but at the same time there was a guy allegedly trying to hurt somebody chasing them around the county park and the and the the park personnel who were not law enforcement they were running around chasing this guy and that was kind of a dire situation for a moment mm-hmm. and i was the closest officer 25 minutes away 20 something minutes away you know, by the time you, you get around to all that stuff. And to them at that very moment, you know, when we normally we would have more people in a populated area during a busy time. It's a Saturday. There's a lot of people on the river. And that was it. I was it. Yeah. You know, and, and I was quite a ways away. So, yeah, that's a little frustrating to people. They, they would like, yeah, they would like a, a better customer service than that. Now, you ask about response times. We have terrible response times. I came from a city. On an emergency response on the 911 call, it was 30 seconds to 45 seconds. And then how much backup did you have? And I had five units within my city. I sat next to East L.A. I had the whole sheriff's department. I had Montebello, Alhambra. Right. Cops all over the place. Mm -hmm. Our response time, if my deputy, say from District 3, brings in uh, prisoners for drunk driving and is booking them in the jail, and we have something happen in District 3, Code 3, rolling out there, is an hour drive. Yeah. And people don't know to pull off the roadway when they see a police car coming and they play chicken with you. And they see if you're going to pull over or they're going to pull over. People do that? Oh, yeah. Big time. That's crazy. Yeah, I was just... Or those people from England who don't understand the red and blue light law. Yeah, I was just... I was complaining about that the other day, how if I'm on a five-lane, you know, highway and there's nobody else on it but me and an officer coming on an emergency call the other direction, how I have to pull over. You know, it doesn't seem to help him or me. But uh, I understand what you're saying. If you're saying people are playing chicken on these roads, uh, it could be nighttime. You don't. You might not know what's going on. Personally, I was coming home from Phoenix yesterday, 
and it was dark already and there was um there was uh, lights in the distance and and you know i slowed way down because i just didn't know you know as soon as i see those red and blue lights you know and i'm not exactly sure what's going on i'll slow way down just to be on the safe side you never know what's going on i was going to ask you and i forgot to text you uh about um yesterday there's an incident on 95 and and there was a lot of agencies responding on on 95 between parker and havasu it must have been north of cattail south of wait are you thinking friday or or this yesterday uh yesterday evening and and it was they're they're like searching in the desert and stuff I don't know. So it looked like a pretty big incident. I'm not sure exactly. I know what it was. On, on Friday they had a motorhome fire, but I mean, no. I don't know. I, I will look into it now because I. Yeah, I mean, know, I'm just I'm just curious. It. Yeah, but uh, you're right. So all of these situations are ongoing, and people don't exactly know. So here's how the thing: a lot of people don't even know about in our society right now. For whatever reason, we're having a a lot of behavioral health issues mm-hmm. where people are either suicidal or a threat. You know, they call it being a threat to themselves or others, and it, it can be. And they're not doing anything specifically wrong, mm-hmm. but you can look at them and their behavior and their actions. You realize they're a, they're a threat to themselves. That's happening more and more often. And and when we do that, we have to get that person he or she to the hospital and wait for what they call a Title Thirty Six. So that ties up officers. There's just so the many... officers have to be there for that. Well, if we're not, if we leave the nurses there, nurses and or doctors alone, and they cause a problem, that's that's not very. Oh right, right. I mean, it's just something we don't necessarily it's security, have to essentially. be. Yeah, but we kind of perform security for that. Well, the thing is, like, La Paz Regional doesn't have security of, of its own. And in, in good faith, we can't just walk out of there and say, okay, have a good day. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, we can't really do that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of little intangibles that people don't even think about. The silly little things that take up so much time. Yeah. And we can't, just, we can't just walk away from it, you mm-hmm. know. So things are happening. There's other calls pending. There's There's... Anybody's little tiniest thing, a, a burglary or something like that, to the average person, you look at this, ah, eh, just a burglary. But when you're the one violated, you know, when you're the one who's been victimized, you're it's gonna really, call. really personal. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very, they're very passionate about, you know, I want you here. Mm-hmm. And they're, they get very angry on the phone and they want us there right now. Um, so it's a tough thing. It is a tough thing. Yeah. And if you're in a, I mean, you're out and about in the county. Um, driving and you see sheriff's vehicles on patrol, but you seem, I think people have a sort of a general idea that there, oh, there's lots of coverage, you know, there's lots of people, there's lots of stuff out there. But what I heard today was that that's not true. Just the other day, I got to say this, Sheriff, I'm sorry. You can yell at me later, kick me. (laughs) Just the other day, people in Salome were upset. Mm -hmm. Um, We had an officer that wasn't getting proper information because there's state patrol they're mm-hmm. di- they're dispatched out of tucson flagstaff phoenix they've got different areas with their and a lot of times they're trying to communicate through third party to dispatch to our dispatch back to us and they had some information on officers kind of in duress and we didn't know the extent of it and one of our officers kind of looked like keystone cop he was going west then he's going east then he's mm-hmm. going north and it all had to do with the communication that was getting passed on down the line on, and he was desperate. He was, he was moving quickly because he knew there was an officer that needed help to the citizens. I guess there's a lot of posts online. What an idiot. Look at this guy. He's running all over the place. Even know what the heck he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's flip sides to everything. Definitely. There's always an, always an inside story. Try to be in his shoes when he's worried about if this officer's okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so there's always this perception of, Usually, a, a perception isn't isn't right, 
you know, there's a misconception of what we're doing or the perception's off or something like that. Usually it's the story's not, you know, right. always accurate. Right. And what we're actually trying to do. And then what's even, I've talked to you about this before, was even more frustrating is half the times, even on a suspect, when, when people get frustrated and they, and they say, well, you know, you guys are this and this and this on a certain case. We, we can't even explain the facts because it's, it violates privacy. So half the time we're just as frustrated because we want we want to correct it. You'd like the people to know. Yeah. But you can't it's tell It's really, really hard. But we can't say anything. We just have to eat it and yeah. deal with it. So it doesn't... I mean, it sounds like very much you guys are still trying to figure out how to prioritize and what to do to sort of satisfy the the budget limitations that are coming. There's two factors for the sheriff he's most, most concerned about. Uh -huh. Three. Saving the jobs, mm -hmm. assisting the county with the budget, which is like the third. But one is almost, this is almost a catch-22. We want to provide the public with the same service that we've been providing them with less officers. Yeah. Because as far as we're concerned, we want them to see no difference. Yeah. But that's also counterproductive. Well, if they see a difference, they might be more inclined to be upset. But we don't want upset. that. We, do want, we want to do everything we can to make everything just as good as it was. It's just, that may not be possible. No, I, I know what you mean. And you got things like the tube float coming up. Yes, yeah. we do. We have the tube float. We have Memorial Day. We have the 4th of July. That all takes people. Uh, for the first time in a long time, we've teamed up with San Bernardino County, Lake Havasu, uh, all kinds of agencies, and we're going to have a task force. And we're going to go after drunk drivers. Um, on, on Memorial. On Memorial Day weekend, on the 4th of July. Uh, it's under uh, Governor's Office of Highway Safety. And a lot of people go, well, why are you picking on the poor guys that drink? I can remember on December 23rd getting a call to come into my station because we had a traffic accident. I get there, we had three girls killed in a traffic accident on December 23rd. And I had to go to the hospital and explain to the parents why their daughters were dead because the driver of their car was drinking peppermint schnapps and he was drunk. <sighs> Three lives wiped out December 23rd, two days before Christmas. What has that done to December 25th for those families yeah. forever? Right, right. Another thing to consider is that when we put a lot of people on the road, there's something the sheriff got done that we haven't, I don't think that we've ever done before, is that we're actually working with the local agencies and combining. So when he says this task force for the... For the um, Governor's Office of Highway Safety. For Memorial Day and, yeah. and 4th of July, which is on a Tuesday with Sears, makes it a four-day weekend. It's a weird thing, that Tuesday. Yeah. So it's yeah. Gonna, people are going to take Monday off, right. and it's going to be a, probably a crazier weekend than Memorial. But anyway, so the fact is, is that he's, he's coordinated this to where we're actually going to be working. Parker will be up river helping us. We'll be in town. We're kind of opening up the jurisdiction to, to you know increase our forces and increase our, our cooperation. But what right. it does, instead of thinking of how many people are going to go to jail, what we're trying to say is if there's a bunch of us out there, people are more likely to park their vehicle and not drive home because they're seeing us everywhere. Right. Hopefully it is more of a, you know, high visibility, make people think. D a deterrent rather yeah. than... Right. Enforcement rather directly. than a react and wait for them to get in a wreck and, and get hurt and die or whatever the case yeah. may be. Well, it's carrots and sticks. Hopefully, you respond to a carrot and you don't need the stick, <laughs> right? That's a, that's but I mean, a certain amount of people always need the stick. Yeah, uh, that that's good. I mean, to me, that's good. And I know that they provide funds, don't they? The the governor's office of highway safety for overtime. Yes, they do. So you can bring more debt, but you you need them on the payroll to begin with. We need them on the payroll to begin with. They will not pay <laughs> the fact. initial wages of a deputy uh -huh. because, in their infinite wisdom, they realize that the county will supplant that, 
and not pay the initial wages of a deputy, so they only pay overtime for the deputies. So the county has to have those deputies on board before the overtime comes so we can work the special details. Right now, it makes sense to me. Otherwise, they're going to say, go out and do your job, but look for DUIs, and then this, you know, they're paying for our primary salary rather than, you know, doing the job we're supposed to do. I have a question about the task force. So the narcotics task force is... It's got a quite a history, actually, in this county, but it is for drug enforcement. Uh, drug and, yeah. And in, investigations on, on, mostly on drugs, Primary right? investigations on narcotics and organized crime. Okay. Uh, it's Is it a wholly um, sheriff's department thing now, or is it multiple agencies? It's multiple agencies hosted by the sheriff. Okay. Um, and so do people, does this, does this potentially affect task force operations or, or no? It does in a sense that if the sheriff doesn't have enough people, see task force is considered kind of like the icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a, it's an exceptional agency or group that does exceptional work, but it's kind of above and beyond. It's very proactive work. Right. The number one priority of the sheriff is, is health and safety of the public, right? And the, the, the initial response. So Calls that are coming in. So if it gets to the point where we don't have enough deputies, we have to disband the task force, uh, take all those primary investigators away, put them back on the road, mm-hmm. and then it just gets ugly. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Something he doesn't really want to do. Something he doesn't want to talk Something about Something I either. don't want to do. Yeah. Just like the uh, boat patrol. People go, well, take them off the river. We don't have to have them there. Who are we going to have there? Have you seen Coast Guard recently? Mm-hmm. Uh, I we, have not. We have started working with San Bernardino County. San Bernardino County now keeps their equipment in La Paz County in our boathouse. Oh, I see. We are working together. They have boating officers, too. Oh, that's good. So we kind of complement each other <laughs> on taking care of the river. Now, you could say, well, nothing ever happens. How often do you hear of a fatal on the Colorado River? At least a couple times a year. And in the 90s, there was a fatal... Every weekend, about 80s and 90s. Yeah. I don't know. There used to be a nickname for the River Blood River or Red River or something like that. But so with the proactiveness on the whole OUI thing, because people used to, instead of drinking and driving on their car, because, of, you know, they would just get on their boat and they go back and forth, they'd be blacked out. Right. And we, we had deaths every weekend about. Yeah. It's better enforced now is, is what so it is. So now that has gone way down. You don't want to go back to that. No. Well, I mean, I, I'm trying to sort of think of how to wrap the segment up because I don't want to leave people with just like this. It's this all is, hopeless. This will be terrible. a cliffhanger. Yeah, <laughs> this one will be a cliffhanger. So I guess you, you, I mean, it sounds like a lot of your work is ahead of you in trying to figure out how to do that. The sheriff has made some really good headway in the last few days. Mm-hmm. I think things are looking a little brighter for us. Uh, I'm not going to say anything, you know, specific, but I mean, things are looking a little bit better. So hopefully we can get through this. Yeah. Let me say that. The people of La Paz County are not on death's doorstep. Uh, you don't have to be frightened to death. I would have no problem working or walking through Parker anywhere. I mean, it's a safe place. The it county is, is, is overall a safe place. Yeah. Much in comparison to any of the other places. Uh, where I used to live in L.A. County, we had a drive-by shooting two doors away, and my police car was sitting in front of my house when they shot the house up couple doors away wow now there i worry about the safety of the people yeah but crooks are not stupid 
they know how we are in enforcement. They know the reputation of La Paz County. If they have that feeling that they're going to get caught, that they're going to go to jail, that it's not accepted, that the neighbors are going to call when they see something, they're going to go somewhere else where it's easy. They don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. So my thing is I want to keep the streets safe for everybody in La Paz County. It's a family. It's a uh, family-oriented community. Uh, Yeah, we have people that come in and visit, and they're coming in to have fun and hopefully spend a little money with with our retailers. But it's something that we need to plan on for the future, and we have to have priorities of what we want. Yeah. Sheriff Risen, Captain Bagby, thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks for having us. 